We interrupt your regularly scheduled podcast to bring you Listen, Watch, Discuss. Enjoy the show. Hey everyone, welcome back to Listen, Watch, Discuss. As always, I'm your host, Brent Aiken. And on tonight's episode, I will be reviewing uh, DC's latest movie, The Batman. Uh, but before we get into the review, uh, I'd like to mention, uh, I'd like to bring up uh, my con- uh, the concert that I went to. Uh, if you remember from, I mentioned it twice, but I mentioned it in last week's episode, and I mentioned it in this week's episode, uh, the Ranking the Batman Movies episode, I mentioned that uh, I was going to an Eagles concert on Friday, so that's why my review for the Batman wasn't going to be up on Friday, it was going to be up on Saturday, tonight, so, um, so yeah, uh, but I just wanted to bring that up, um, that's why, uh, this episode was postponed until today, and, and why it didn't come out, uh, yesterday, but, uh, but yeah, the concert was great, um, I had a lot of fun, uh, my dad had a lot of fun too, uh, he was the one who got me the tickets, I think I may have mentioned that already, but, but yeah, um, well, him, him, and my stepmom got me the tickets, um, but he was the only one that went with me. He just got two tickets, but uh, but yeah, the the concert was great. Uh, they played the entirety of their of the Hotel California album, um, as well as uh, uh, pretty much all of their other hit singles. I I mean, this isn't really a complaint; it's more of a nitpick. But I kind of wish they would have played a few a few more deep cuts. Actually, they didn't really play any deep cuts. I would have, I would have kind of liked if they had played some deep cuts, but, but I mean, obviously, them having enough material for a three-hour show. Uh, I mean, obviously, them having enough material, uh, like that, uh, enough hit singles to play a three-hour show is impressive, you know. So I mean, and and I mean, I like all the hit singles. It just would have been cool to have some of the songs that, you know, I mean, probably that people enjoy and like, but don't get played as much. Although I guess technically, they, I mean they played the entire the entirety of Hotel California. I mean the whole album. So some of those were, I guess, deep cuts. You know, because not all of the songs on there were like the hit singles that they released to promote the album. You know, so so I guess technically they played a few, at least the ones from that album. So, but yeah. But anyway, yeah, it was great. Um, I loved the little introduction they did uh, when they brought out. Uh, they had a guy, and there was like a thunderstorm, and it was like very dramatic. But they had a guy walk out. It, I think it was one of the members of the band. I couldn't really tell, um, but I think it was. It may have been Don Henley. But anyway, but they had they had a guy dressed all in black, and there was like thunder rumbling, and uh, he brought out the Hotel California uh, album or the record. He took the re- and he took the record out of the album and put it on this record player, and then. Uh, halfway through the album, they uh, had a girl, uh, a woman come come out and flip it over. And then that, you know, to signify, oh, yeah, because they used to do that with record players. And also, yeah, to signify, yeah, we're, we're halfway through the album now. So, But that was cool. They sounded great live. Uh, I mean, yeah, they sounded really great live, uh, almost like they hadn't aged today. And, and they sounded great for for them all being in their 60s between their 60 for them being in their 60s and 70s they all sounded great so but um but yeah in the hotel we stayed at the reverb was nice too apparently it's like brand new it was, it was a bit like two years ago but it was really nice um but yeah w- with that being said uh yeah so uh let's get on to 
or let's move on to the review of the Batman. So, uh, before I get into this, I would like to say that, uh, you know, I, I mean, as, as per usual, I will be getting into some spoilers here with this review. So, uh, keep that in mind. Uh, if you have seen the movie and, uh, I mean, if you have seen the movie, then, uh, by all means, you know, uh, continue listening. But if you haven't seen it and you want to see it, just be aware that I am going to spoil some things. So it would probably be in your best interest to pause, you know, pause this episode right now, go watch it and then come back and listen to my review. Um, so, you know, but if you don't care about spoilers, then, um, feel free to listen or feel free to continue the episode. So, so yeah, uh, basically the plot is about, uh, it's, it's Bruce or Bruce has been, uh, Bruce Wayne has been Batman for two years at this point. Uh, oh, and it's set in uh, present times. I mean, as well, all the Batman movies are set in around the time that they came out, you know, but yeah, so it's set in present times. Uh, Bruce Wayne has been Batman for two years now and, um, the, uh, Riddler, uh, you know, a new mysterious villain, uh, known as the Riddler, uh, has popped up and is, uh, murdering, uh, he's murdering, uh, the elite members of Gotham, uh, and everyone from, uh, politicians to, to police, to, uh, to judges and jurors, you know, all all the, all the people in, uh, all the people in power pretty much. And so, uh, Batman has to team up with Gordon and Selena, Selena Kyle, AKA Catwoman to, uh, you know, kind of figure out, you know, what this all is leading to, like, what, what is the Riddler's grand plan? And, um, and yeah, and he he basically has to undercover, I mean, uncover the corruption in Gotham City, uh, and uncover the Riddler's plan, um, and figure, get to the bottom of what his true, and what his intentions are. Like, like I said, what, what, what he's doing, what is it all building to? And, um, and yeah, I really loved the, I really loved this movie. Uh, <laughs> I'll go ahead and say, uh, right off the bat that I believe this is, well, let's see. I, you know what? I'll, I'll let you know where I'd rank it at the end of the episode. No, you know what? No, I'm going to go ahead and say it. Okay. This is the second best Batman movie. I was, I was, I was debating, uh, when I was driving back home, I was like, where would I rank this? Because I really loved it and it was great. It was a great movie, but I still think it's, I I don't think it topped the dark Knight per se. Like the, cause if, if you, uh, if any of you have, you know, l- uh, listened to this week's episode or the previous episode, you'll know that I ranked the dark Knight as my favorite Batman movie. Um, so yeah, I don't think it quite tops the dark Knight, but it's pretty damn close. Like I will say that. And, um, yeah, so it's, there's a lot of things I like about the movie and a lot of things that it does differently than previous iterations or in incarnations, not incarnations, previous, uh, installments of the Batman movie franchise, you know, like there's things that it does different. And then there's things that they do similar uh, I mean, you know, cause there, all the Batman movies usually have a few things in common, but they all try to, uh, they all try to do their best to stray away and branch out and do their own things and kind of, 
kind of change a few elements of the characters or the 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 scenarios or situations, you know, for you know to to keep things from getting stale because you know if they just kind of if they kept all the characters and and plots and everything about everything the same, then you know eventually what would be the point of you know continuing to make the movies you know because if everything just stayed the same it you know it would get kind of it would get boring after a while you know so it's always cool to see different directors and different actors interpretations of these characters and this city full of well yeah this city full of characters and and all these different and and all the stories that you can tell with all these characters but uh but yeah I I mean uh Matt, I feel like Matt Reeves did a great job. Uh the cinematography was which a lot of people have been saying that it's great, but the cinematography was excellent in the movie. I really loved the the nighttime scenes in Gotham. I just loved every time we got like a a, a shot of the entire city or shot or shots of like uh like every so often we'll get uh, a scene of Batman on the roof of one of one of the buildings and uh we'll just you know he'll be looking at uh you know he'll just be looking at all the different skyscrapers and skylights and you just see the whole city lit up and it looks so beautiful um and just so vibrant and uh but it but it's still it's still kind of in a way uh it's still kind of like not dimly lit but it's still kind of uh it's like it's very <clears throat> bright and uh and you know vibrant looking but it still kind of has that dark grittiness to it uh you know it still kind of has that dark gritty feeling and that uh that uh you know uh would obviously you know gotham's kind of known for you know and um and yeah i will say this is one of the darkest uh batman movies uh of of all of the batman uh movies I, it may even, in some aspects, be darker than the Dark Knight, but, um, but, but, uh, but again, I mean, I still do prefer the Dark Knight to this, but again, ju- just by a little bit. So, but yeah, there, there, the, I th- do think this one is a little darker than the Dark Knight, um, and which I didn't even think was possible because that is like one of the darkest uh, of the Batman movies, but uh, I. It was just really interesting to uh, see. I don't know. It was just really interesting to see all of these, uh, like this, the the all the different takes on these characters that we, uh, that you know, people have have grown to, uh, you know, love over all the different installments of Batman. I mean, all the different versions, you know. And and uh, and and speaking of the characters, uh, yeah, not only yeah, the cinematography was great. But the characters were also really great too. Like the acting from everyone, everyone knocked it out of the park. I feel like with uh, with uh, portraying all the portraying the characters. Uh, Robert Pattinson did an excellent job as Batman, Bruce Wayne. Uh, we didn't see much of him as Bruce Wayne, uh, which is just a little nitpick for me. But I get why because you know the focus. I mean, most of the movie was him trying to catch the Riddler, so obviously. You know, we didn't really have too many, we didn't, you know, have too much time. We didn't spend a whole lot of time with, like, with uh, Batman as Bruce Wayne. I mean, you know, we didn't, without, you know, the mask and all that, you know. And uh, and that's just, like, a little nitpick. I mean, it's not that, it's not that bad. Uh, I mean, it's not that big a deal. 
But it would have been cool to have a couple more scenes with him kind of interacting with the public as Bruce Wayne. But but we did get the funeral scene, uh, you know, and that was cool. And, um, you know, we got one or two others. We got a few scenes with uh, when he was he's talking with Alfred. And, um, yeah, well, I you know, actually, now, now thinking back on it, there are uh, enough. I guess there are enough scenes with him as Bruce Wayne. Um yeah, so yeah, it's never mind. I kind of take back what I said. Uh it it was it was a it was a good amount. There was there was a little bit more of Batman than Bruce Wayne, but that's that that's that was fine with me. Um <clears throat> excuse me. But uh but yeah, it was uh and I feel like what I love about his interpretation of the character, uh I love that this is basically a younger Batman like this is a Batman in his second year of uh of being Batman like you know and um and we kind of got that in a in a way with uh Christian Bale's Batman because in Batman Begins we see him becoming Batman but he's at this point he's already a little bit older than um at this you know in in Batman Begins he's already a little bit older than how than Robert Pattinson's Bruce or Batman is in this movie or at least that I feel that's what I the impression I get because you know he's gone from Gotham for like what like eight years or so um eight ten years and he was already like uh, uh, in college by the time by the time he came back or by the time he left Gotham uh he was already in college so uh, but yeah so Christian Bale's Batman when he becomes Batman and Batman begins you know he's already a little bit older but but I but I like uh that we're getting that we got a younger Batman um and it, and again, it wasn't a Batman origin movie because we got that with Batman Begins, but we got a version of the character that was like well, like, that was early into his. Uh, <clears throat> excuse me. We got a version of the character that was early, that was in the early stages of of his of him being a superhero, and uh, and I thought uh, Robert did a or Pattinson Robert did a great job at uh, channeling. Or not channeling, but he did a great job at portraying the reclusiveness of Bruce and of and of Batman, and also like the the angsty rage and you know kind of the more violent side of of Batman because you know I mean like this you know he he's obviously because he's younger he's a little more inexperienced or he's not as experienced as you know say Ben Affleck's Batman and Batman v Superman or or Michael Keaton's Batman, you know, he's not quite as experienced yet because he's just sort of kind of starting, he's, he's slowly starting to figure things out. I mean, yeah, it's his second year, but you know, I mean, it, it it's, he's, it's, it, it's, he, he, him being Batman is in its infancy. Like it's, it's just, like I said, the early stages of his time as a vigilante crime fighting superhero, you know, so he's still figuring things out. He's still sorting things out. He's still kind of I mean, you know, and, and him working with the police, that was really cool to see, too. Uh, and, and I really liked, too, that they kind of focused more on his detective side because, uh, you know, in the comics, like the very first iterations that Bob Kane and was it Bill Finger? Was that the other guy? But, you know, the the original creators of Batman, you know, they kind of uh, he, he was a little bit more of a detective. I mean, yeah, he was a superhero, but he also helped the police with their investigations and uh, I like that we get to see a lot more of that in this uh, iteration of Batman, uh, because we don't really get to see 
We never really got to see that in a lot of the other movies. I mean, every so often he would help the police or he would like talk to them, you know, but he never really like went with them, you know, like on the scene of a crime and like actually investigated and tried to dig deep in the 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 mystery. So that was cool. And it, and it was kind of and it and it was almost in a way uh similar to like a a noir type film, you know, like a murder mystery, you know, which uh which I thought was cool too. But uh but yeah, not only did Robert Pattinson do great, uh, I thought Zoe Kravitz was a great Catwoman. I still th- to me, I mean a lot of people were saying she was the best Catwoman, but to me I feel like uh I still like Anne Hathaway's Catwoman just a little bit more. But I, I mean, Zoe Kravitz is a, I don't know, Michelle Pfeiffer was good too. You know what? Okay. Zoe Kravitz and Michelle Pfeiffer are tied for number two. I know you can't, I know that's kind of cheating, but, but yeah, they're tied at number two. Anna Hathaway is still my favorite, but Zoe did, Zoe did a really good job too. And, and, and her chemistry, Zoe's chemistry with Robert, uh, I mean, their character's chemistry, you know, as Batwoman, I mean, Batwoman, as uh, Batman and Catwoman, uh, was fun to watch. It's always fun to watch. I mean, every time we get a new version of these characters, it's always cool to see the chemistry exude from them, you know, and, uh, and, and then they had a lot of good chemistry, but, uh, Paul Dano did an excellent job as the Riddler. Uh, and unlike Jim Carrey's version, this Riddler was like way more like he, he still had the kind of, uh, the quirky, he still kind of had the quirky loner, the loner vibe and the quirky kind of, uh, uh, zany, like humor in a way, but he was like way more sadistic and psychotic, kind of like Heath Ledger's Joker. Uh, not that he was, I mean, I didn't really feel like he was like channeling Heath Ledger's Joker. Um, he was clearly doing his own thing and, and I appreciate that. I mean, I like that they weren't trying to make him to out to be like, you know, uh, the, uh, Heath Ledger's Joker. Although I will say that one scene where they, uh, where Bruce or where Batman was interrogating, uh, the Riddler in, uh, Arkham, that did give me some, some, uh, Dark Knight interrogation scene vibes. You know, that scene where Batman's interrogating, uh, Joker on the whereabouts of Rachel and, and Harvey, uh, it was like, where, where, you know, th- that reminded me a lot of that, but, it didn't. It didn't feel like they were like copying that scene. Like it, obviously, obviously, everything about that scene wasn't copied. The only thing it was similar. The only reason why I said it was similar is because it's, you know, it was Batman kind of interrogating uh, a villain in in jail. Like in you know, and that's really where the similarities ended. Other than that, that's you know, but it, but it did give me those vibes, and uh, and that was such a good scene, by the way. Just there, the acting on both Robert and Paul's parts. I mean, on both their parts, it was fantastic. But uh, that was one of my favorite scenes in the movie, actually. But uh, Andy Serkis did a great job as Alfred. Uh, I he wasn't in it as long as I thought he'd be, uh, and there's a reason why he's not. There, there's a scene where he gets well, not that he gets taken out because that makes it sound like he dies. He gets horribly kind of injured uh, during like halfway through the movie and then he get, it's gets end up he ends up getting brought to the hospital. So I mean we get we get a few more scenes of him as uh we get a few more scenes of him in the movie, but it's it's a few and far in between. Uh 
but but I mean, there's a I mean, that's a legit reason why he's not. You know, I mean, because you know, and that was fine. You know, uh, but and it also, you know, I I didn't mind it. I I thought, uh, I thought it was fine because you know, obviously, that's you know, that's what happened, and uh, I mean, that's what they decided to do for the movie. You know, and and I actually thought Alfred was gonna die in that scene, and then when they cut to him in the hospital. The nurse said he was stabilizing. I'm like, oh, thank God, because because I actually I actually liked Andy Serkis as Alfred. I thought he did a really good job at portraying, you know, Alfred's kind, loving nature, and also kind of, well, yeah, kind of tough love for Bruce, and um, and also kind of, you know, the I'm trying to figure out how to word this. He also kind of uh, you know, gave off that, yeah, kind of tough love vibe. And also kind of the vibe, you know, it's like that he's, you know, been around for a while and, uh, he, he's, he's getting on up there in age, but he's not, he's not quite Michael Caine or Jeremy Irons, you know, uh, he's not quite as old as, as the last two, uh, versions of Alfred, you know, but he, but he is kind of, he's old and he's older and wiser and, you know, he, every, you know, then that's one thing. And I forgot to mention this in the, in uh, the previous episode, but that's one thing that I can say about, uh, that I can say 100% without a doubt that all of the Batman movies have, have everything that they've always done, uh, perfectly is, uh, their casting for Alfred. Every time, every time, uh, there's a new Alfred in any of the Batman movies. I mean, not every time. With every, every Batman movie, always has a great Alfred. Like they never, uh, none of them have ever been bad. Uh, I've all I've thought they've all been really great, and uh, maybe it's because Alfred isn't called to do a whole lot. I mean, not saying that Alfred isn't important, isn't an important part of uh, you know, the Batman universe. I mean, you know, of or of you know, he's not or not saying that he's not important uh, to any of the characters or any of the, in, in the universe, you know, but, uh, you know, I mean, he's not called to do as much as, you know, say whoever plays Batman, you know, cause he's not in a whole lot of action scenes. He's mostly just usually in Wayne Manor. And, uh, although, I mean, Bruce, I mean, Alfred can fight, you know, but it's just, he's not as, he's not called to fight as often as Batman. I mean, you know, he's, but he, but he plays an important part, you know, he kind of keeps, you know, I mean, he, he checks up on Bruce. I mean, he, he runs the mansion, you know, he helps. He's kind of, he's kind of like Bruce's assistant. I mean, he's his butler, you know, so, but, uh, but yeah, no, he did a good job. I thought he, I thought he was really good and I, and I'd like to see more of him in the next one. And, um, I'm sure we will. And I hope, I hope we do. Uh, oh yeah. And the last, oh yeah. Uh, Jeffrey, what was his name? Uh, Jeffrey Wright did a great job as commissioner Gordon. Uh, I liked his dynamic with uh, Bruce or with you know Batman, and uh, and again I liked that they worked together a little bit more in this one than uh, than they did in uh, previous Batman movies. Uh, you know, so that was cool. Um, oh, and Colin Farrell, yeah, last person. Oh, yeah, Colin Farrell did a great job as the Penguin, and uh, when I first saw him, when I first saw the trailer for it, and I saw in the comments that. People were saying, "Hey, that's Colin Farrell." I'm like, "Oh, that's him." And you know, I I couldn't tell at first because of all the prosthetics and makeup 
that they applied to his face. I'm like, wow, they really did a good job of making him look like the penguin. I mean, you know, like, like that does not look like Colin Farrell at all. And, uh, but he did, he did a pretty good job too. Uh, and he, he, and again, he played like a, a more realistic version of, uh, the penguin, like a more, like a, again, a more grounded, gritty, down to earth version of the penguin than Danny DeVito's penguin, you know? Um, Although, you know, like, he, he wasn't waddling around and, and, you know, he wasn't horribly disfigured. I mean, he was a little disfigured, you know, like, he did kind of had burn, he did have burn marks and scars on his face, you know, and and he kind of had a pointed nose, but it wasn't as exaggerated as Danny DeVito's Penguin. Although, I I said he didn't waddle. There is this one scene where uh, uh, Batman and Gordon leave because uh, they f- uh, found a breakthrough and, or they found the next big clue in the uh, Riddler's, uh, you know, riddle, like his huge, you know, grand unfolding mystery, you know, and, uh, and they, uh, they're interrogating the penguin and then they leave him. Cause they, like I said, they, they found another clue in his, uh, plan and, uh, they, they had him, uh, they have him handcuffed, uh, on his, to his arms or wait, sorry. They have his, uh, hands and legs handcuffed or hands and, and feet handcuffed. And he's like, Hey, you're going to get me out of here. You know, he's like, Hey, what are you going to get me out of here? What, you're not going to leave me like this. Are you? You know, and, and he's just like, and he waddles, like, he starts waddling towards the car as they both leave. And that got a chuckle out of me. That was pretty good. Uh, and it's like, oh yeah, he's waddling like a penguin, like his nickname, you know. But, uh, <laughs> that was pretty good. But, uh, but yeah, so not, yeah, I mean, uh, the Riddler's plan was, was great. Uh, the deaths were pretty brutal. Uh, they weren't, it wasn't too bloody. I mean, there was, I mean, there was a little bit of blood, but it wasn't too bad because the movie's PG-13. Uh, couldn't go couldn't go too hard with the gore and blood and violence, but, uh, but I mean, they did have, there were some pretty creative deaths, uh, pretty interesting deaths. And, uh, I guess, yeah, some pretty sadistic deaths. Uh, I mean, the Riddler is way more of a sadistic bastard than the previous version of, of the character that we got in, in Batman forever. Uh, but I do, and again, I do like that. It's like a more realistic take on, uh, this character. Uh, and, and most of the movie, he's shrouded in mystery. Like, we don't know what he looks like other than the fact that... And we don't really know much about him, like, at all, except for the fact that he wears glasses. Because he, he he wears this, like, green, dark green or olive green trench coat. And he wears this, like, green mask. Um, and, you know, he has the eye holes cut out. And the only thing... Yeah, the only thing you can really see are his, are his eyes just a little bit. He's got a pair of clear glasses over them. And, uh... <laughs> And, uh, but yeah, he, uh, and, and his, uh, and every time like he'd post a video, like, cause, uh, he posts videos online, uh, like kind of goading Batman into, you know, like to, into, you know, following him and like, you know, trying to solve the puzzle, you know, find the next clue and all that. And, uh, every time he posts any of the, any of those, uh, or, and, and, and yeah, every time he does that, um, you know, the, those scenes reminded me, again, gave me Dark Knight vibes. Uh, I mean, well, the Joker only did it once, but that scene in The Dark Knight when uh, the news, the Gotham News are reporting uh, that Joker had killed uh, a guy that was dressing up as Batman who was actually going out on the streets and fighting uh, crime, fighting some of the bad guys like Batman was, and um, which that was a good scene, too. But, uh, but it, you know, it kind of gave off 
uh, Dark Knight vibes. Or, you know, those scenes kind of gave off Dark Knight vibes. And, um, but again, that's not a bad thing. And that's not saying that the movie, like it was trying to copy it. I just kind of got like, it, it was probably maybe slightly inspired from that. Or I, or I kind of at least got the feeling that it, there was maybe some partial inspiration from the Dark Knight in terms of those scenes. But again, just, just a little bit. And you know, it's not like, and there may not have been, but that's, that's kind of how I felt. So, uh, oh, and John Turturro did a great job as Carmine Falcone. Uh, the, one of Gotham's high-ranking crime bosses. It sucks that he died, though. Like, I would have liked to have, I, I mean, because I thought he did such a great job, I kind of would have liked to have seen him in, uh, the second or third movie. Um, but who knows? I mean, well, well, I mean, yeah, they can't bring him back if they're going for this realistic, gritty approach. <laughs> I said, who knows, like, they, they could bring him back. Um, but, uh, but yeah, you know, he did a great job, too. Um, yeah, so the, you know, all the, the mystery was good, you know, uh, the unveiling of the Riddler's plan, you know, and who he was, which, uh, you know, is it basically, he was an orphan that, uh, got neglected after, uh, he was an orphan that got neglected after Tom, uh, you know, Bruce's, uh, father, Thomas Wayne was murdered and, um, you know, because because Thomas was running for mayor, and he had this uh, renewal plan to basically kind of, uh, you know, he was you know to basically like clean up the streets of Gotham and help underprivileged orphan children, and um, and you know, but when he but when he died, uh, the orphanage kind of everyone just said ah screw them and just the orphanage kind of shut down and went to shit, <laughs> and the orphans kind of got shafted you know by the the city. Um, they kind of got the short end of the stick from from the uh from the uh elite of Gotham, you know. And uh and I thought that was cool uh that that was the Riddler's origin story cuz it cuz it changed it up just enough from the previous incar it it, it like I'm not sure if this is his uh I'm not sure if the origin story is the same in the comics but uh as it is in the in Batman Forever, but in uh you know, in Batman Forever, we know that he's a scientist working for Wayne Enterprises, and Bruce rejects uh, his idea, um, uh, the Riddler's idea, and that, and you know, he's like, "Oh, you're going to regret that," and you know, and then he slowly starts to turn, or you know, he slowly starts to develop into the Riddler, you know, and um, but yeah, but but I like how, and and it probably is in the comics, but he's like a kind of a nobody or like someone who's was cast out by society. But, but I do, I do like that in this version, he is someone who like, he has a beef, he has a beef with Bruce Wayne, uh, and, and, and therefore a beef with Batman. And he is someone that was kind of viewed as a nobody or a loser, but in this case, way much more so than the, uh, Jim Carrey's Riddler, because he was abandoned as a child by a system in the by the city's system and by the elite in the city who didn't give a shit about him or any of the other orphans you know they just crowded them all up in a in you know and and probably transferred them to one orphanage to another or one foster home to another and just you know cast them aside and just bunch them all up together in coal you know in 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 a in a small you know uh you know, small cold house in the winter. And, you know, I mean, you know, and, and just, just didn't treat them with the 
proper love and care that, and, you know, attention that <laughs> orphaned children would need, you know? Um, so, so I, I did like hit, uh, the reveal that that's who the Riddler was and that was his backstory. I thought that was really cool and really engaging. Um, and again, yeah, that interrogation scene with him and Batman was excellent. Um, uh, oh, and yeah, and uh, another thing I like about uh, Batman Two, or you know, it, Bruce's suit and the Batmo and the Batmobile, they're a little more, um, they feel a little bit more homemade or a little more amateurish, and I say that in a good way because it, if, and again, it, it goes back to the fact that this is Bruce's second year as, as Batman, or you know, it's his second year of being Batman, so obviously. He's not going to have the cool, tricked-out tank that Christian Bale has in the Dark Knight trilogy. And he's not going to have... Or, or, you know, that Ben Affleck's Batman has in Batman v Superman. You know, he's not going to have as many gadgets or as as advanced of, uh, of you know, means, um, uh, mode of transportation as some of the Batman... As some of the Batman who have been around for longer. Because it's... He's, you know, very early... It's very early on in his career as a superhero so uh but yeah i i thought his his batmobile was cool it's definitely one of my favorites um it's probably behind right behind uh christian bale's batman or batmobile is my favorite but it's probably right behind his and ben affleck's batmobile so it's probably like my third favorite overall but yeah that's uh there was a really cool intense chase scene with him and the penguin um down this highway, uh, or they're, uh, the penguins fleeing down, down the highway and Batman's gaining on them. That, that was a cool scene. Um, yeah, just, I don't know. I'm, <laughs> I'm trying to think of what else to say about the movie. Um, I may have said everything. Oh yeah. Yeah. Okay. So on top of the action being great, it being, uh, let's see. The acting was great. I, I loved the ending too, because, um, uh, basically the Riddler's plan has left most of Gotham. When all is said and done, most of Gotham is submerged in water, uh, thanks to some bombs that he had planted across the, the dam of the city or, or like across the, um, well, yeah, kind of like across the dam of the city and, um, you know, and, and, uh, basically the national guard has to come in and kind of, uh, you know, step in or, you know, uh, come in and, and help the citizens and, uh, Batman helps some of the, uh, refugees or not refugees, but he helps some of the displaced people or the people that were displaced from their homes and, you know, um, and kind of gets them some, some help. And, uh, along with the police and the national guard, he helps them. And, uh, and that was cool to see. Um, and so, uh, Selena ends up leaving Gotham Apparently, uh, saying she's going to Bloodhaven, the city across the street from Gotham, or I mean, across the bay, I guess, from Gotham. And, um, and I thought that was a cool reference to, to Bloodhaven. I'm like, oh yeah, because they mentioned that in uh, the Lego Batman movie. Uh, but yeah, so, so she leaves, um, and then, uh, and then, yeah, what else? Oh yeah. And then there's this, uh. And then we get uh, a scene with the Riddler watching uh, Batman help, you know, the displaced people and, and all the injured people from the Riddler's, you know, from his plan. 
um, you know, we see him helping the National Guard and the cops on TV, and, and the Riddler's watching from his cell, and then we uh, hear some other person talking to him, like, that's in the cell right next to his, and uh, and at first you don't know who it is. It could, you know, you're probably, you're, or you're thinking to yourself, you know, you're like, oh, it's probably just another deranged uh, inmate, and then, uh, you know, he, he says, I forgot exactly what the riddle was, but he says something about a clown, and um, he's like, oh, yeah, clown, you know, that he's like, oh, it's funny, isn't it? One day you're on, up on top, the next it all comes crashing down. And isn't it funny how even though this was your plan all along to get this attention and, you know, have everyone recognize you, you know, like you, uh, Batman is still the one they're talking about, you know. And uh, but as soon as he mentions, I was like, oh, is this supposed to be the Joker? And then as soon as he mentions clowns, I'm like, yeah, this is the, this is the Joker. They're setting him up. And then we get to see, we don't get to see uh, too much of his face, but we do kind of get to see, like, we do see about a quarter of his face, and we see, like, a little bit of a smile. He's got some scars and bruises on his face, and his hair is, like, standing up. It's not green, I mean, he's, like, brown, I think, but, like, it's it's standing up, and, you know, it's, it's crazed looking, and, you know. And um, I don't know who the actor is uh, who played him in that scene, but... I I thought I thought he did a pretty good job for like the the minute of screen time that he had and um and I it got me excited as hell to see the uh to see the next one cuz I'm like oh shit Joker the Riddler and Joker are going to team up in the next movie that's going to be awesome cuz we haven't gotten that pairing in in any of the Batman movies before we've had the Riddler and we've had a shit ton of Jokers but we haven't had the two of them uh team up to take on Batman so that's going to be cool um but yeah, so I guess that's about it. I'm trying to think of what else. Um, yeah, I guess that's it. So yeah, so to, to in conclusion, um, the Batman is a well shot, uh, well directed, um, you know, perf- uh, perfectly casted. It was, it was a well acted movie. Um, had a lot of great action sequences, uh, an engaging plot, uh, and. You know, and despite it being three hours, and you know it's and it's the longest Batman movie, but it just but despite it being the longest Batman movie and and almost right at three hours, I wasn't bored once. It kept my interest. I was thoroughly entertained and and invested in what was going on, and how the story was unfolding, and um. And you know it's uh, you know I it got me. And you know, and the and the ending, and, and everything that happened in the movie, including uh, the ending and what they set up for the future, or for for you know for the next movie, has gotten me excited for the the sequel and the third one because apparently they already have because um, apparently this isn't this movie's intended to launch a Batman shared universe, so there's they've already have two sequels planned. Uh, obviously, they're nowhere near done. But uh, but they have two sequels planned, so we're gonna get a trilogy, which is cool, and we're also gonna get two uh, TV series spinoffs uh, that are gonna premiere that are gonna be on HBO Max. So uh, so it'll be cool to. I'm just excited because I'm getting to actually witness this tr- uh, a new trilogy of Batman movies unfold that everyone seems to be hyped about and and looking forward to and excited about, you know. Uh, because I'm because sh- you know I'm sure everyone was like, oh my god, the D- Batman Begins was so great, I can't wait for the next one, 
and you know, and that trilogy was so good and it wrapped up in such a great way, great satisfying way. So I'm hoping, I'm hoping this trilogy does the same. Uh, cause I mean, this was a great first movie, uh, a great, a, another great reimagining of, of the character of Batman. Um, it's just very gritty and dark, but not, not to the, not excessively gritty and dark, you know? Uh, I mean, it had its lighter moments, you know, it wasn't just you know, it didn't, it didn't hammer you over the head with <laughs> its darkness, you know, but you know, it just, you know, was well acted, well shot. And, um, and yeah, and I loved the movie. I'd probably give it, uh, a nine, a nine out of 10. The dark night. Well, you know what? No. Y- yeah. Okay. Uh, the dark night is a 10 out of 10. This is nine and a half out of 10. Yeah. Nine and a half out of 10. Um, yeah, so yeah, 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 nine and a half out of 10. And, uh, yeah, so, um, I can't, yeah, I loved the movie and I can't wait for, to see what they have, what's in store, um, for the sequel and, or for, for the, the rest of the trilogy, you know, and the two spinoff movies, but yeah, the Joker and Riddler teaming up in, in the next one is going to be insane. Uh, I can't wait to see, uh, what the next Joker is going to be like, um, and hopefully, and it may not be the same actor. I don't know if it's going to be the same actor who played him at the end of this one, but, uh, I feel like whoever they pick is going to knock it out of the park too. So, but, um, but yeah, I guess that just about does it. So, um, anyway, so yeah, uh, if you guys haven't seen it, go watch it. I highly recommend it. Yeah. So, uh, but yeah, that, that, uh, just about does it. So, um, want to say thank you guys again for listening to uh another episode i hope you enjoyed the review uh or the episode and um join me join me next week uh for my first music review of the season uh i'll be talking about slipknot's uh third album from 2004 uh volume three the subliminal verses so uh stay tuned for that and I will and have a good rest of your weekend as well. And I will see you guys next Friday. Take care.